So this is the interesting part of that section 252 makes reference to the state. It's actually Article 10 of our Constitution. It, the, the United States exists only by virtue of the states coming together to create the United States. The other thing Jan talks about is the Act of 1871. Our congressional representatives worked for a corporation that went bankrupt in 2018. So when I say this is a facade, I mean, it's really a facade. They don't represent these United States, the states that are united. They represent a corporation that was created in 1871 for the purpose of repaying the debt to the crown who financed the Civil War uh, and the, the North won. The, the debt had to be repaid. We've been under the Crown's authority since then. Trump is the guy that said we're done paying this. This isn't rocket science, right? We, uh, the Kissinger memo comes out in the 70s. By 1994, they have the Cairo population reports where they agreed amongst the nations of this planet to, to reduce the population by 7 billion people. They want us gone. This is a war on humanity. Why, why do we not get it? Hey guys, Sean from SGT Report here. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a must-hear, must-share interview with Attorney Todd Callender and Dr. Lee Vliet. Friends, this idea of devolution, I think it's real. And I think that the world is about to find out just how totally corrupt to the core the U.S. federal government is. And by the way, I want to do a live read. I don't normally do this, but I want to speak from the heart, guys. You know, I was kicked off of YouTube in 2020. Two weeks later, I was kicked off of Patreon. Then I was kicked off of MailChimp. They've done everything they can to try to destroy SGT Report and silence truth tellers. Now, what I ask of you guys is to really please give consideration to supporting our sponsors. One of our best sponsors is Noble Gold. As you guys know, the U.S. debt clock continues to climb. It's almost at $34 trillion, and the U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 1970s when the dollar was decoupled from gold. And the government is not going to stop printing. You guys know I advocate physical silver and physical gold. The thing is, most people have their IRAs and 401ks locked up in the stock market. As I've talked about with Bix Weir, the hypothecation and rehypothecation of stocks is a real thing. Look into Seed & Company if you don't know what I'm talking about. Noble Gold will give you guys the opportunity to protect your wealth from a worst-case scenario, and they won't hypothecate your gold. It will be in storage safely in your name. Now, always do your own due diligence before making any investment, but if you invest in gold with Noble Gold Investments, you will get a 24-karat, one-quarter ounce gold standard coin for free. Here's what I ask of you. If you're considering doing a gold or silver IRA or both, go to noblegoldinvestments.com or better yet, during business hours, call them at 877-646-5347. Write it down, 877-646-5347 and tell them SGT Report sent you. I promise they'll take good care of you. Okay, so that concludes my first live gold read. Noble Gold, guys, check it out. The link is below. A really valued, valued sponsor of the show. So gold, the U.S. debt clock, Todd. What do you think? Gold in physical form, silver in physical form, probably a pretty good idea to hold some at this point, huh? Yeah, you know, in, in our company, um, we're a big group. We've got some $3 billion in reserves, and we are over-concentrated in both physical gold and land. Why? Because you take that worthless paper that's in your hand, that, that stuff you fold into a wallet called cash, those are promissory notes. Our government is bankrupt. They are worthless. While there is somebody who is willing to take those pieces of paper for something tangible, such as physical gold, do it. Um, even the IMF, who was supposed to have switched the world's currency to what's something called the crypto SDR, special drawing rights, has abandoned that, and they have moved now to monetary gold. They are requiring all the member nations who get funding from the IMF to repay their debt. At least 15% of it has to be in physical gold. They've moved their wow. balance sheet to monetary gold. You got this exactly right. Do the same. Wow. I didn't expect that from the great Todd Callender. All right. See, there's some inside baseball about Todd and how he invests his money and protects his companies, guys, with real wealth, tangible wealth in physical form. Todd, I continue to say, and by the way, I'm remiss because of my live read. I forgot to welcome you guys, Dr. Lee Lee. Back. <laughs> so sorry. How are you, Doc? Doing very well. Just say I totally support what Todd just said, and I've been taking those steps myself for and recommending that as part of our programs on preparing for the chaos ahead. 
Well, what I like about uh, Noble Gold, too, is they don't gouge people by selling them numismatic or semi-numismatic metal. They just deal with legal gold coins from the U.S. government and uh, silver bars and stuff like that. And, Todd, I've been saying for a long time that I personally believe that silver is the most undervalued tangible asset on planet Earth because of the manipulation. You tell me, you name one other asset, one other asset that trades for less than half of its 1980 all-time high, which for silver was 50, and inflation adjusted, I think that's probably 200 or 250. <laughs> I went to school with the Hunt uh, brothers' family, so they were, when they tried to corner the silver silver market, I was around and remember those days. And you want to talk about manipulated? They got creamed. Yes, it is clearly valuable, is clearly undervalued, and it is clearly manipulated. That's why I prefer gold, but <laughs> teach their own. Gold and silver in physical form. Okay, I yeah. wanted to ask you this. I know yeah. you just had Mike Lindell on your show, and I want yeah. you to tell people about that. But uh, before you tell us about Mike and uh, maybe the bombs he dropped on your show, I just want to read this from Donald J. Trump over on Truth Social. Our buddy Salty Cracker shared this. Trump writes, just found out that Crooked Joe Biden's DOJ secretly attacked my Twitter account, making it a point not to let me know about this major hit on my civil rights. My political opponent is going crazy trying to infringe on my campaign for president. Nothing like this has ever happened before. Does the First Amendment still exist? Did deranged Jack Smith tell the unselects to destroy and delete all evidence? These are dark days in America. It is really fascinating to learn that the Jan 6 committee somehow just destroyed a bunch of evidence when it was just the worst thing that ever happened, the insurrection of a century. Yeah. Well, I mean, why would we be surprised? You know, we've talked about it before we filed the writ quo warranto. Um, that means, but you know, by what authority in Latin? We filed that with the U.S. attorney later to find that the U.S. attorney has no valid oath of office, nor does anybody in the federal government that we found so far, including the judges. It is a requirement to have an oath to serve the country. Why? Because we pledge our allegiance to our country, not to ourselves. What we have is a criminal enterprise that is pretending to be a government and people are paying taxes and responding to their rulemaking, which is not lawmaking. It's a big facade. And now what we're seeing is just that when you've got kangaroo courts and you've got prosecutors that are are helping to destroy evidence, what does that say about our system of governance? There isn't one. You know, and this is what we're watching unfold right now. And, and these are, unfortunately, symptomology of, of an incurable cancer. Well, that's my diagnosis, doctor. You're, you're the medical professional here. <laughs> Jump in where you see Well, this that. is exactly what Chavez did to Venezuela, persecuting his political right. opponents. It's exactly right. what the Soviets did. It's what Mao Brazil. Zedong did, what the Chinese Communist Party does. We that's have... Right a totalitarian, lawless government right now that is doing exactly what every totalitarian government in history has done. Persecute, demonize, and put in prison your political opponents. I mean, these January, or kill them, these January 6 prisoners, uh, it's appalling. And I'm, I'm just furious that our Republicans in Congress have done nothing to get those patient, those, sorry, those prisoners, prisoners in, in, from January 6th, get their rights defended. The lawyers are trying. The courts are corrupt. This is, right. this is absolute. Donald Trump is correct. These are very dark days in America. Let's remember this. I want to say this again so people understand this. We found that neither the the U.S. attorney, that's Mr. Graves, nor does the attorney general, um, neither of them have an oath of office. And according to existing law, that's 5 U.S.C. 3332 and 3331, according to existing law, neither of them are officially in office. Nothing they have done is lawful. They have no jurisdiction to prosecute any of these people. Um, everything they have done is void ab initio as though it had not happened. And how they're getting but, away with it is because we're letting them get away with it. Well, doctor. and because those in Congress who were elected to represent are part the of people the problem. Are, are not holding them accountable. They should be That's impeaching right. every single one of these people with invalid or non-existent oath of office. And they're what, what ignoring us- it. 
What makes us think they have any oath of office, Doctor? It, the Communist Manifesto was read into the Congressional Record January 10, 1963, and from 1964, we can't find an oath of office. In fact, the, the item number 13, if memory serves, the Communist Manifesto says, remove the oath of office. It appears to me as though our Congress also, every part of our government, the executive, the judicial, and, and legislative, none of them seem to have any oath or allegiance to our country. Why, why would we expect them to do anything about this? They're all part of the problem. It's a yeah. criminal enterprise, doctor. Yeah, it's exactly a criminal right. cartel, you guys. And let me just remind you what happened on Inauguration Day. Do you remember this? When was the last time you saw U.S. Yeah. military turn their, backs turn their backs on the president, on the president-elect? Well, it doesn't happen because we've never had such a phony baloney election as that one. And so many of these men and women who served knew it on that very, very dark day. And let me just say, as we continue the conversation here about our banana Republican, Banana Joe, wanted to share this, too, from Donald J. Trump. He wrote, I think that crooked Joe Biden is not only dumb and incompetent, I believe he's gone mad, a stark raving lunatic with his horrible and country-threatening environmental, open borders, DOJ, FBI weaponization policies. He is a mental catastrophe that's leading our country to hell. Guys, if you don't know what a dog king is, Google it. Look it up. I believe Joe Biden is our dog king, and it's all part of the humiliation ritual, just like Fetterman becoming a senator is all part of the humiliation ritual. But the good news is, and I think Mike Lindell shared this on your show today. Todd, you should tell people how to find that. The good news is that I think there may be something to this idea of devolution. I think that there may be something to the idea that it had to get so bad, and Donald J. Trump had to show the American people how bad it would get under this cultural Marxist revolution scheme of Joe Biden. And now the people are seeing it. And I'll play a clip here from Jan Helper Hayes in a minute. Maybe folks have already heard the clip. But uh, Mike Lindell, he made some good points on your show today. He did. Um, LindellEvent.com. So he's putting this on the 16th and 17th of August this year uh, in a few days. And I really encourage people to show up because you don't really have to do anything other than, a, than show up. Right. People come and see this thing. He's got the technology to help um, eliminate the computer voting problem. And uh, like I want people to understand this. every time this man has promised to deliver, he has delivered. He's lost his yeah. entire fortune. It's like 50 million dollars he spent trying to save our country. We owe this man our attention for a few minutes. So let's visit 16, 17 of August. He's a good guy. I just talked to him for about an hour. And I would also, Sean, endorse what you just said. Listen, we've talked about it before early on, two years ago, um, the Insurrection Act. I think I sent you a copy of it. It was invoked. And if you read to it, read it, it does make a lot of sense that this may be where we are. We, we know the owners are not in place because all of the plans to destroy humanity have failed despite their best efforts. And now um, we're, we are seeing everything for what it truly is. And the Bible talks about the scales shall be lifted. And that's where we're at. That's a good point, Todd. I would really, I think it'd be really helpful for our listeners if you explain the key points of the Insurrection Act, because sure. I think most people don't know what that is. And you're much better at explaining it than I am. Hey, Todd, before yeah. you do that, do you mind if I just play the clip from Jen Helper Hayes? Please because do. I it think might, it helps. It might set the stage a little bit just to yeah. be, so people understand what potentially is the context here of a deep state being laid bare. And everyone needs to remember Jan 6th. OK, they call it the insurrection. The evening of January 6th is when the people were promised that they would have their ability to present the evidence of election theft. Right there on the House floor, right there on the Senate floor, right there. And what happened? Lindsey Graham said, well, I've tried to be helpful. Enough's enough. Joe Biden's president. What Pence do? He stepped down. What happened? We never, ever got to present the evidence of election theft. And therefore, the election was signed, sealed and delivered when it should have been sent back to state legislators to battle this thing out. All right. You you did say selection. Republicans thwarted. Yes. The report on the election theft. I want to make clear that the listeners understand it was the Republicans who thwarted yeah. that by joining right. with the Democrats in a unified front to prevent we the people from getting the truth. Yeah, Doc, that's so right. And by the way, it is Lindsey Graham. What a snake. What a Don't snake. Get me We've got him. him. He, I'm sorry, but this guy's an absolute total deep state snake. He'll go whichever way the wind blows as long as it's good for him. But now most recently we see him in Ukraine with Zelensky saying it's the best money we've ever spent. 
You know, it's yeah, just that's right. absolutely sick. So Jan Helper Hayes has some information that she feels really strongly about. She shared it here on this UK morning show. And I just want to play it. And then Todd can comment about maybe the reality of what Please. is actually going on behind the scenes. A huge, huge mistake with this one. Because even though we thought what was going to happen was they were going to go after him for treason or sedition, but they did criminally charge him, but they didn't go to that extreme. As a result, he has due process so he can subpoena people and bring things in. Now, let me say something about this 2020 election is that Biden is the legitimate president, but he's the legitimate president of what is now the bankrupt U.S. corporation. And that was a treaty in 1871. Well, on September 12, 2018, Trump created an executive order. Within that, he outlined in future elections any kind of foreign or domestic interference, specifically for the 2020 election. So we say, how did he know some of these things were going to happen? Election integrity on both sides of the aisle is tough. It's really tough. But what this has done is it's opened the door for Trump to present his case. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Because, well, I mean, but actually, he can subpoena. We, you know, people can actually see evidence from both right. sides. That's a sensible yes, move. Exactly. And, and it's a great mistake by Jack Smith that he's done that. Absolutely great. See, the thing is, think about um, uh, Edward Snowden and all the information he had. Think about the fact that our military, our Department of Defense Space Force, if you think that they don't have the actual real results from the election, then you're fooling yourself. You know I sit on a task force at the Department of Defense, and the thing is, they've got the goods. They've got the goods, and Trump knew that if he presented any of the goods early on, we'd have a civil war. Trump did know. And Trump also knew, knew yeah. that if he presented that evidence, the mainstream horror media would throw him under the bus and he'd probably be arrested for sedition. I, I don't know. Maybe it would have caused a civil war because remember at the time, BLM and Antifa, well, they had full power over American cities to riot and loot. They thankfully don't have that power anymore, I don't think. But uh, your thoughts on what Jan just said? It, there are so many important parts to that that have, have frankly bothered me for a long time. So starting with this, you might remember a few minutes ago, actually, I said the owners are missing. Right. They're not around. They have failed. And I say that with some level of certainty because we we saw in 2017 when Trump came into office, almost immediately he um, did two executive orders, uh, both of them about child trafficking. I can't remember them off the top. It was 13,300 and something. Um, What was important about those is they included something called IEPA, the International Economic Emergency Powers Act. I happen to know about that because when I was in law school, I worked for a federal law enforcement agency with extraterritorial jurisdiction. What that means is that under that law, you could do civil asset forfeiture abroad. And you heard Jan say that the, the, um, the Vatican was really angry because after Trump visited, they, they brought back 250 airplanes of gold. I do believe that those executive orders that invoked IEPA were used to civilly uh, forfeiture, asset forfeiture, that gold, and probably the wealth of the crown and probably the wealth of the, um, the Rothschilds to some ex- extent because those are the owners of this planet. And you look at Vladimir Putin was able to take over Astana in Kazakhstan. They had built themselves their new home there. That's the Bank for International Settlements. None of this has fit into place. And so what she said is really important, especially when you take into account the Insurrection Act was, in fact, invoked by President Trump on January 17, 2021. And it states... Section 252, use of militia and armed forces to enforce federal authority. And the, the text of it effectively says when um, you know, obstructions, combinations, assemblages, or rebellion against the authority of the U.S. make it impractical to use the laws of the United States, he can invoke the um, militia of any state or all states and use them as armed forces as he considers necessary to enforce the laws to suppress the, the rebellion. That happened. That happened days before he left office or theoretically left office. So when you take all of these things into account, right, it it does, it looks like it's all coming out. And and the fact is people can now see it. And he had to do that. How else would you expose the fact that, you know, 
why would our Congress want to help anybody, the January Sixers? Why would they want to help Trump? But they had this commercial enterprise going, this, this criminal enterprise going. They're all on the take, right? They're earning millions of dollars, and, and they're not held accountable in any way. Why would they invite Trump to come in and fix that, right? All of them, all of them are on the take. It's why we can't find anybody with a valid oath of office. If you look at the jury instructions for treason and sedition, it requires that you prove is one of the necessary elements of the crime that they had a duty. How is that demonstrated? Through a sworn affidavit and oath of office. None of them have that. Why? Because you can't convict them for rebellion. You can't convict them for sedition or treason without it. These people are simply um, committing the crime of impersonating federal officials, impersonating federal law enforcement officials as well. Um, look, it's all coming out. It's too late. The genie's out of the bottle. It's Done. Todd, a question about that. If that was orchestrated, that they did not, that there was a plan to avoid the legitimate oath of office, which then prevents the charge of treason and sedition, as you just outlined. Yeah. What is the alternative way to hold those accountable for their crimes? Beautiful. So this is the interesting part of that section 252 makes reference to the state. It's actually Article 10 of our Constitution. In the, the United States exists only by virtue of the states coming together to create the United States. The other thing Jan talks about is the Act of 1871. Our congressional representatives worked for a corporation that went bankrupt in 2018. So when I say this is a facade, I mean, it's really a facade. They don't represent these United States, the states that are united, they represent a corporation that was created in 1871 for the purpose of repaying the debt to the crown who financed the Civil War uh, and the, the North won. The, the debt had to be repaid. We've been under the crown's authority since then. Trump is the guy that said we're done paying this. And they bankrupted that company. Therefore, bankrupting our government doesn't exist. What does exist is the states. And if the states unite together, that is the true federal republic, the republic of the United States. It is not a democracy. So the power to enforce right. this is in the laws of the states themselves. Well, that gives us Thank hope, you. doesn't it? It gives us so much hope because to restore, the, to restore the republic is not impossible. We just need to that's nullify right. everything that's unconstitutional and evil coming from that's this right. criminal federal government, which is certainly led by Banana Joe He's turned this thing into a banana republic. And by the way, I want to remind people that Banana Joe refuses to offer Secret Service protection to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I mean, only in a banana republic that has lost its mind could such a thing happen. Meanwhile, six Colombians arrested in the assassination of a presidential candidate in Ecuador. So new calls from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. for Secret Service protection as assassinations continue to happen around the world. And uh, look what happened in Brazil. Todd. That's right. Yes, indeed. They put in well, Luna, I mean, a hardcore <laughs> criminal, and they stole that yes. election. They, they brought him out of jail, right, to run again, to steal that election. And, and why? Because Bolsonaro, very much like Trump, by the way, we, we've got a lot of friends in Brazil. We do a lot of work there. Everybody was so happy because Bolsonaro was giving them their gun rights back, and, and violent crime dropped extraordinarily. What it, The first order of business for Lula Take the guns away. Crime goes back up. Everybody's suppressed, right? Yeah. Create division, create chaos, create fear. That's their methodology of control. And guess what just happened in Illinois? The Illinois Supreme Court just ruled that seizing semi-automatic weapons, rifles, from law-abiding citizens is constitutional. So they have re-implemented an assault weapons ban in the state of Illinois, where what? The murder capital maybe of the world right now is inner yeah. city Chicago. That's right. These people that's are exactly so, right. so evil. Well, but that's their intention. So look, Sean, this isn't rocket science. right? We, uh, the Kissinger memo comes out in the 70s. By 1994, they have the Cairo Population Accords where they agreed amongst the nations of this planet to, to reduce the population by 7 billion people. And then we wonder why the drug companies are poisonous. We wonder why the shots are designed to kill you. We wonder why the EMF radiation that we've talked about, the 5G is killing us, is nu nuking us, microwaving us right now. We wonder why Chicago is taking away the weapons of the law-abiding people and making sure the criminals' boxes of semi-automatic or fully automatic weapons are dropped to the criminals. Why would we doubt any of this? 
They want us gone. This is a war on humanity. Why, why do we not get it? Well, and that, don't forget, all that was done under the Obama administration. Yes, ma'am. You know, the focus is on Banana Joe, but he's not running this destruction of America. If this is the Obama administration's shadow government, all of the people yeah. from the Obama administration that started this assault on America escalating on every front, on the judiciary, on the hospitals, the health system, Obamacare, and the financial system, troubled assets relief legislation in February 2009 put in the first two tracks of government control of medical care and rationing. People don't know that. That was long before the 2010 health care law. And the 2010 Obamacare, all of it was designed to further have government control, allowing for rationing of elderly and disabled people by cutting the benefits back. That's what laid the pathway for the COVID death protocols. And all of these are Obama-era Marxist, communist, anti-American policies. And it's still the Obama team, Valerie Jarrett, Susan Rice, Ezekiel Emanuel, Van Jones, all of them who are still in power behind the scenes running the puppet with dementia. And (laughs) and we've got to talk about that because the malevolence and hatred for America was evident from the early angry talks that Obama gave early on. He did not he did not very effectively hide his disgust and condensa- condensation and hatred of America. And yeah. what, remember the first, um, one of the first acts he did was to take the bust of Winston Churchill out of the Oh, that's right. that's right. And send it back. That goes to his hatred of the crown for the, colonialism that took place he was an anti-colonialist and based on on his father right because that was he was born in kenya right yes yes (laughs) and you know i told people at the time in when when this first came out about him being born in hawaii i said look medically that's impossible because in 1961 the year he was supposed to have been born and i'm not sure that's accurate but at any rate 1961, no airline in the world allowed a third trimester pregnant woman to get on a flight domestically, much less across the ocean. So there's no way that she was allowed in the last weeks of her pregnancy to board a transoceanic flight from Kenya to Hawaii. Yeah. And and that's just medical common sense. Those were the rules in place. Well, yeah. you're right over the yeah. target again, doctor. Right over the target as usual as Malik Obama doubles down, calls Barack Obama <laughs> as fake as a snake, demands release of Barack's parents' marriage contract, suggests the grandfather might be a Freemason or Illuminati. By the way, just so people know, we have the testimony on the record of Larry Sinclair. That is a man who uh, was up to some dastardly deeds in his younger days, and uh, he met Barack Obama in the back of a limousine where they both did cocaine, and Larry Sinclair yeah. says he gave Obama fellatio. This is all on the record, and we also know that Obama, real name Barry Satoro, is a creation of the CIA. His job was to infiltrate the U.S. federal government and destroy our nation from within. So Dr. Lee Vliet is very much correct. The forward-facing puppet we have today in Banana Joe is just that, a puppet who's so corrupt they knew he'd be the right guy for the job because he could have his strings pulled from behind the scenes for his entire four years and that's what's going on now i do want to change directions here i want your guys thoughts on this because we do need to come to the aid of truth tellers in the space but i'm not exactly sure what's going on here we have karen kingston saying she's being hunted she's calling out dr robert malone as being maybe part of the problem meanwhile dr robert malone is suing dr jane ruby for 25 million dollars in a defamation lawsuit and dr peter bregan and his wife ginger 
Yeah, so I just want to talk about this. I'll play a little bit from Karen Kingston, but I just want to set the stage here, guys. The truth tellers continue to be targeted for calling the bioweapon a bioweapon. Look no further than Dr. Tenpenny, Sherry Tenpenny. She just had her license, her medical license suspended by the Ohio State Medical Board. Meanwhile, Dr. Jim Thorpe, who I've had on the show, was fired for telling the truth to pregnant women about the dangers of the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. So you just can't make this stuff up. And it makes me wonder how much of what Karen is saying she's going through is true. I mean, I'll take her at face value. Listen to this. So why am I bring up Dr. Robert Malone so much? Um, so I went on Steve Peters in October of 2021, and I just showed the evidence that these were, um, people were injected with electro- electromagnetic devices, the artificial intelligence. I know that sounds crazy, but quantum dots, right? Um, and even nanoparticles, these that mimic biology. They're they're anywhere from 40 to 300 nanometers in size. They're the fraction of the size of a cell. And a quantum dot is like 8 nanometers to 1 nanometer. So it's like 1 one hundredth or 1 one thousandth the size of the cell. And and this was what was injected in our bodies. And um, my concern is that when Dr. Roland first came forward, he did not, he he called them lipids. They're not lipids. They are technology. So that was a big concern of mine, um, that we never came forward and said these were technologies because no one acted with them. And... And now history has shown, unfortunately, that um, millions or thousands of, uh, thousands of people have died, hundreds of thousands, probably in the United States, and millions have, have gotten disease and disabilities inflicted upon them. Um, so, you know, he, Dr. Malone talks about how he's still in touch with all these people at the CIA and the FBI. Those people are now are, are on me. They're on, they're, they're, they want me dead. That's basically what Ernest told me. Um, So she hired a uh, guy, Ernest, uh, part of a security firm that she hired because she fears for her life right now. I'm coming back to my guests. I really don't know what to make of any of this. I don't have anything against Dr. Robert Malone, but I respect Karen Kingston. I've had her on the show. Same with Dr. Jane Ruby. I've had her on the show. What's going on here? Uh, Lawfare. That's what's going on here. Look, I think this has been an enormous mistake for Dr. Malone because it is widely known that he had involvement in the creation of mRNA and had contracts with the people that wanted to develop all of this, which is not new, right? My family's company has been testing mRNA shots for 20 years. It's why I got involved. I knew all the test animals died. If I knew all the test animals died, I bet he knew all the test animals died. The point of which is there is going to be discovery. This lawsuit is really stupid idea for whoever his lawyer is. I got to tell you, buddy, I would love to be opposing counsel because I would have a field day with discovery on this one. Um, All of that stuff would be coming out. So, I mean, look, the courts are here for people to understand what the truth is. That's why we have trials. Um, This will be this will be fascinating to see what comes out of this. So, Todd, you're saying the twenty five million dollar defamation lawsuit filed against Dr. Jane Ruby and Breggins. That's a bad idea because of discovery. If if those folks vigorously defend themselves. Yes, exactly. Whoever their counsel is, is going to have a field day with this because, you know, when you're sued, you get to defend yourself. You get to ask the plaintiff, oh, by the way, you accuse me of saying something that's not true. So let's let's understand. Was that in fact true? Why don't you show me? all of your your um, contracts on the development of mRNA. Tell me, you know, where am I wrong? Um, and by the way, I don't think actually Dr. Ruby said anything. I think he's going after her based on the basis that she had somebody on who did say that. Dr. Bregg and I is a different matter entirely. I'm not familiar with what it was he said or didn't say. But each of them have the ability to defend themselves. And they get to ask Dr. Malone. They can force him, subpoena his documents, show us everything. Well, and and I read the column that the Breggins wrote. There was there was nothing in it that w- was. I mean, I, Todd, I'm not a lawyer, but I, I understand the concept of defamation. And mm. the Breggins column was primarily a discussion of the theory. I mean, he's a board certified psychiatrist he's a forensic yep. psychiatrist and yep. he has years of experience in testifying in court one of which was in the in the Pfizer fraud of a case about Prozac so he probably has personal knowledge <laughs> he has personal knowledge of a lot of these things yeah. and and has been a warrior exposing the yes. some of these um the big pharma influences in psychosurgery and 
fraudulent clinical trials. That goes back to the 1980s when he was doing a lot of that early work. But but the material that the Bregans wrote was really a discussion about the mass formation psychosis theory of Desmond. Uh, yeah. I forget his last name, Mehmet. I, I know who you're talking about, yes. And, and it was, it, there wasn't anything defamatory in it. They were, he was writing an opinion piece on some of the psychological theories that were being yeah. discussed. So I, but the other part of it is in addition to the fact that you bring out the legal point that it is, it's a mistake to <laughs> undertake a lawsuit if you are at risk because of discovery yourself. But the other side of the coin is what has been done. I mean, that to me, that was so destructive to our efforts Everyone to try and, and shine light on the destruction of humanity and the destruction of our freedom. We were, we're all on the same side, whether, whether I agree with what everything is said by every single person trying to yeah. expose this evil. It isn't a point about whether I agree with it all. The point is everyone is doing their best to expose the evil assault on humanity and our freedom in our country. So why I, undertake disruption of the movement to stop the evil is is another question I have about why it's a great on question. Earth would somebody undertake this lawsuit right. against people trying to do their best to expose the evil? That's then right. would call it fifth generation warfare. It's, well, it is, and and I would also offer to you that truth is an absolute defense. So, you know, I think that's fairly straightforward. You have a, you know, a jury and you get to say, look, here's what I said and here's why it's true. Done and dusted, you know, and, and you can actually countersue for your costs and whatever else. I mean, these are also public <laughs> figures. They have also suffered um, their, their own reputational harm. And um, I would be very nervous if, if I was uh, Mr. Malone's counsel. Uh, anyway, that's a great, great point you have there, doctor. There's a lot of unanswered questions and it's all coming out. That's the one thing about lawsuits I just love. It's all coming out. Hey, Todd, what do you think about the idea? Because Karen Kingston believes she's being targeted. And now she's on a hit list, a government hit list because yeah. of her stance on having sheriffs step up and seize the bioweapon. Go to wherever the injections are being done. And just seize all of the needles, seize the vials, seize the bioweapons. Sheriffs could do that. They have jurisdiction. I think it's a good idea. Sure. Is that potentially sure. a reason why she'd be targeted? Because nothing's happened. Okay. They're still pushing this thing on our children. Yeah. And it's time for kids to go back to school. Get your bioweapon. Well, I think maybe so. Um, in so much that she did have some success. I think it was in Florida that they convinced a county and a sheriff to to call this a bioweapon, which it is. You know, and she's been very vociferous about this from the very beginning and, and correct, by the way, in, in every respect. So I can see that she is, in fact, a threat because the, the one thing that is going to save humanity in our country is the guys with guns and badges um, starting to arrest perpetrators, right? We're, we've got people impersonating federal officials that are stealing money and trying to kill us. It takes a few local guys with guns and badges, the sheriffs of this world, to, to stand up to them uh, and stop this whole thing. So, yeah, I, I imagine she's probably right. Well, in the Florida initiative, I just did a, a an interview this week with the team of people that developed that, the Collier County Florida COVID Tyranny Task Force is the group that launched the criminal complaints oh, filed by the vaccine injured with the county sheriffs. And they are the initiative is across the state of Florida. And Karen Kingston had a letter, demand letter that was provided for that overall initiative. But there are many, many people involved in that initiative. And in fact, we're working with them to help them branch Beautiful. to other states to create a template for this to take place in other states and just connecting them with the people in South Carolina as a start. So these, but Todd, this goes back to something that you proposed in 2021, that yeah. citizens filing criminal complaints 
we put that on our website as a sure. model template. And this has been something that people have access as a tool to use in every state in the country. And dealing with your constitutional sheriff. And, and they have. Doctor, when we first launched that in March of 2020, it was a, it was a form criminal complaint. We published it. More than 20,000 of those were downloaded in the first month and filed in six countries and across the United States. And in fact, I know for a fact, I believe you were involved too, there were two instances where those criminal complaints were actually served upon the Attorney General of both Arizona and Texas. These things were filed everywhere across the United States and no sheriffs did anything. Maybe it is only now that they look back and go, oh, holy cow, that really was so. You know, it's, it takes their family members dying right before they actually believe it to be true. No, that's true. So, so these criminal complaints and that initiative really needs to be reinstituted across America and, and go back to the initiative that you started so that now that we have the data to show the enormity of the damage, yeah. more of the sheriffs may may take hold of that. Pay attention. But also yeah. remember, Dr. David Martin and, and Stan Graham, in yep. some of their legal initiatives, were also undertaking an initiative to work with the sheriffs. That's right. On these criminal complaints. I think 30 or so sheriffs, if memory serves. I think they're supposed to talk to Stan tomorrow. We'll find out the status of that and what we can all do to help promote that and get yeah. more traction on to support. I will, I will do that. It's a promise. Yeah, it's, it's exactly right. So how do we help Karen Kingston? Everybody, we become Karen Kingstons. Right? <laughs> we all go and be, file criminal complaints everywhere. And if we, you know, if we could paper like the military, if we could paper them to death, and that's what we're going to do. Well, that's what helped the military. It did. It's what solved the problem. The military helped the military. It was the service members who said no, and they filed every kind of paper you can imagine. I know because we all had to do it. <laughs> so did we. <laughs> I know you did, doctor. <laughs> you and your military council were, were the professors of templates. And, uh, yeah, we, we collectively papered the tar. Empower the, the people with the action tools they need yeah, to that's right. hold their officials accountable. I think you and yeah. I have been on that philosophy from the get-go. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Anyway, and, uh, we can do it. Well, truth is a mighty sword, a weapon we wield, and that's why they want to shut us all up and kick us off their social media platforms. That's why they kicked SGT Report I'm off Sean. of YouTube in October 2020. Yes, sir. Exactly. I was just going to say, look, dude, you've been the guardian of truth from the get-go. Before we entered the scene, you've been putting it out here. You know, it's only by virtue of people understanding, and it's it's really your efforts that have spread the word and helped us um, save humanity this far. So thank you. Oh, you're so kind. But you know what? I should say something uh, to people who hate on Alex Jones. Y'all probably don't know yeah. this, but uh, I've got a memory like a uh, what would it be? An elephant? Uh, Steel trap. Yeah. But uh, Alex Jones, early on when I launched my YouTube channel, played in full some of my micro documentaries wow. on his show. He played one about wow. silver. He played one about the deep state. Uh, this went on for about a week. He would revisit some of my stuff and share it in full on his show. And some of these were, you know, six, seven minute little micro documentaries. So Alex Jones, I believe his heart's always been in the right place. And that yeah. guy helped wake me up. So I just wanted to say that, pay that for yeah. Alex Jones. Thank you. By yeah, the both way, of you have done a phenomenal job. And, you know, particularly Alex Jones has been really persecuted and yes. demonized. And it's nice that you're pointing out the good that he's done, Sean, both to help you and to help all of us. Yes. And like President Donald J. Trump, he can't get a fair trial. Okay, so Alex Jones was railroaded and he he says, you know, he's supposed to pay a billion dollars to people he's never even met or talked about. Uh, But that's what happens in these corrupt, corrupt to the core courts. And I just wanted to do one last soundbite screen share here. And uh, it's the idea that the net is closing around these people. So, Doc. Todd, can you imagine being one of these two people? Let's say, uh, Todd, you're supposed to represent uh, Moderna. Dr. Vliet, you're supposed to be sitting there representing Pfizer. And uh, here's how that goes down for you. Thank you. Does your contract with the government for supply of COVID injections include a clause that negates your indemnity in the event of Pfizer committing a crime such as fraudulent treatment of trial data? 
Senator Pfizer always abides by all of the laws and regulations of the markets in which it operates. It abides by the highest standards for clinical trials and all its operations. Does your the, contract with the uh, government for supply of COVID injections include a clause that negates your indemnity in the event of Pfizer committing a crime such as fraudulent treatment of trial data? The uh, question is simple. What is the answer, yes or no? Uh, Senator Roberts, uh, as I had mentioned previously, the contents of uh, Pfizer's uh, contract with the Australian government remains confidential and I don't have any information that I can provide to the committee in relation to that. Is it true that Pfizer COVID-19 vaccines were de developed initially as countermeasures for the American Department of Defence? Uh, Senator, our sole focus from the start of this pandemic has been to discover, <laughs> develop and supply a safe and effective vaccine. I didn't ask you about your focus. I asked you, is it true that Pfizer's COVID-19 injections, vaccines, were developed initially as countermeasures for the American Department of Defense? Those are some pointed questions. Fabulous. <laughs> yes. Fabulous. Uh, he's, he's incredible with his question. The Aussies have really led the fight to hold these Pfizer accountable executives accountable we sure took them a long time i can tell they you did. that because I, I was working with a bunch of australian lawyers early on in this and the government just wouldn't respond i mean they what what came out of that by the way doctor is that we found that australia never grew out of a colony into its own country it too has a complete facade government by the way all of them are um, this this whole notion that colonialism actually ended is a joke all you have to do is look at the um any prime minister, there's 111 Commonwealth countries, you look at their oath of office as the prime minister, it is nothing, literally nothing other than a pledge of allegiance to the crown. It's, it's all just a facade. It's kind of like they outlawed slavery. Really? We've been debt slaves since. We were collateralized, right, to, um, to England in 1871. We've, we've never been free. We've always been slaves. It's just in our mind, you know, they've convinced us that we're to be good little prisoners, good little slaves. It's a joke. And now we're finding it out. Have you guys ever seen the video of Justin Trudeau being sworn in as prime minister? This is what I speak of. I mean, it's nothing but a pledge of allegiance to the queen. That's all yeah, it is. That's right. And her privy that's council. My point. And he promises to keep secret and keep hidden anything revealed to him within that queen's privy council. The same pledge of allegiance to the crown is sworn by every prime minister in 11, I'm sorry, 111 countries, including India. I live in such a country. It's a colony. It, it always has been. The prime minister in every one of those countries says the exact same Pledge of Allegiance to the Crown. Hmm. There's no freedom, right? We are all subjects. And soon to be serfs if they have yes, their way. That's right. With no property rights, but we're going to be happy. And they'll put a universal basic income in place and by the way, you can walk everywhere from 15-minute city, but you sure as heck won't have a car. You won't be flying around on airplanes. Oh, and how do those bugs taste? Yeah, I know. I know. The agenda is so in your face. Actually, I was getting my hair cut the other day, and uh, the place where I get my hair cut, they like to have the TVs on in there. Sometimes it's sports. This particular day, it was one of these cooking shows on, like, the Food Network, and it was all about the insects. I used insect powder. <laughs> I used grasshopper. Yeah, no I'm kidding. It was all about the agenda, and I said to the gal, She's like, I have heard that there's uh, you can get higher, cleaner forms of protein from uh, oh, you know crickets. God. And I said, no, 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 no. First of all, there is a chemical compound in crickets and that's insects right. that's really toxic to human beings because we don't have you know stomachs like birds. We're not meant to digest it. Yeah, and uh, it, and I, is that it? Yes, thank you. And I couldn't remember it. And I said to the gal, this is all part of an agenda. I said, do you know who Klaus Schwab is? World, World Economic Forum. Of course, she said no. I said, well, this is a guy. Really, imagine you know Doctor Evil out of a Bond movie. This is a guy who says in the future you will own nothing and be happy and you will eat the crickets. You will eat the insects. Right. And she had no right. idea and how quickly Dear she wanted God. to change the subject. <laughs> you know, I she just, didn't want to know. I do my best to wake people up when I can, Todd, but it's tough. I, I'm with you. Uh, but it's changing. People are finally coming around to the fact that when they see their siblings, their mom and their dad or whoever it is that, that falls over dead for no reason, it forces them to confront the reality, right? They, they, they've heard this from all of us, but they don't want to know the truth. It, you know, eventually, they're going to have to face it. So face it or die, take your pick. Yep. Well, as we say our goodbyes, Todd, can you tell us how we can find that interview you did today as we're having this conversation oh, with Mike Lindell? Yeah. 
Thank you for that. So go to CloutHub, please, clouthub.com. Uh, Vax Choice, who is the front end of CloutHub, that's who helps people come on and develop their channels, come see them. Um, they have a channel, and you would see Truth Be Told is the name of my Q&A session I do on every Friday at noon. Today I happen to have the, the good Mike Lindell. When you were most kind, Sean, because I meant to have you on today to have a chat. Um, and by the way, Dr. Vleet comes on immediately after me, and then Dr. Chambers right after that. So come to CloudHub, please. Yes. No, very good. I was eager and happy to be bumped by Mike Lindell. It's very Mike kind Lindell, of you. Mike Lindell's done more to try to save this country than just about anybody else I can uh, imagine, with the exception of maybe uh, Donald J. Trump. Okay. Dr. Vleet, tell us how people can find you and support your great work. www.truthforhealth.org, our public charity for We the People. And we, I really hope people will continue to donate to support our Medical Please. Freedom Legal Defense Fund because we've actually given a lot of grants to military and other people defending right. their constitutional rights. And we also have our vaccine injury treatment guide. You can go to vaxdamage.org and fill out a vaccine injury report. And we have our whistleblower reports, www.whistleblowerreports.org with all of our new shows. Uh, the recent one just posted today is with Member of Parliament Andrew Bridgen in the UK. Yay! And Wednesday's show was with um, Nick Caterano leading the Florida Collier County Initiative on the criminal complaints. So cool. And so, so we've had, and I want to talk to you about trying to get Mike Lindell and spread his word, Todd. Good. So I just need an introduction there. We'll do that. And Sean, you and I have been collaborating on helping to promote each other's work as well. So we're all part of the uh, freedom team and truth team. Yeah. I like truth, that. That's it. Team truth. Truth be told. All right. That's a good name for your show, Todd. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to thank my guests, Dr. Lee Vliet. Thank you so much. Good to see you again. Thank you, Sean. And attorney Todd Callender, super attorney and CEO of CloudHub. Thank you, sir. Yeah, always my pleasure. Sean, thank you for doing this, for having us. You're you're the guardian of truth, brother. God bless you for it. You say the nicest thing. It's true. You say the nicest things. Your <laughs> check, you, your check is in the mail, my friend. All right, it's all true. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate you all very right. much. And I want to thank the audience for tuning in. Uh, pay it forward, guys, by sharing this within your sphere of influence on social media. We'd really appreciate you spreading the word. And uh, for real news every single day, check us out for free at sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to fifth generation warfare and all those mockingbird mainstream media lies. God bless you and yours. Bye bye. These chemtrails are destroying life as we know it. It's ending up in our tap water and they're not filtering out a lot of these toxins that contaminate us, especially things like the aluminum. Those heavy metals and radioactive elements serve as an antenna that draw in 5G and EMF frequencies. And uh, it's not used for faster Wi-Fi, but the more metals and these contaminants you have in your body, the more that you're going to draw these things in and they're going to impact you and cause harm.